You were listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you've loved today and the things you might have loved yesterday. We're bi. And now think, what was wrong with me yesterday? My name is Chaz Lightfist, and I am joined by Brad Stankhammer. I'm going to lay my stankhammer down. Ooh, sounds stanky. And fizz... Fizz... <laughs> Philip laser teeth. You'd think that having laser teeth would be a pretty cool thing, but it's not. You ever tried to eat a steak with laser teeth? Not easy. Well, I imagine if you start with it raw first, it would be better because then you wouldn't have to worry about cooking it. Eat really fast. Correct. This is a side B episode. We are going to talk about the 1988 film Hobgoblins, which is a direct ripoff of Gremlins. And of course, we will answer our Give Me Five question of the week. So, uh, spoiler alert here. Uh, if you are a fan of Mystery Science Theater, as as I am, you will have seen this movie five bajillion times as the Hobgoblins Mystery Science Theater episode is one of the good ones. Well, there's a lot of good ones, but it's one of the more famous ones. Yep. Now, this is something I didn't know. Yes, I did I've not watched it at least five times. The weird thing is, that's still not spoiling it because they cut out a lot. Do they really? They do. So there, there's, I don't really remember exactly what it was, although I did watch it again. There's I probably kind of a good like, reason that they cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of jokes about the the sex girl, but oh, yeah. Um. Hey. But the Mystery Science Theater is kind of an all-ages show, so they don't go too deep into the sex girl. Ha, see what I did there? Uh, but anyway, it is, uh, if you're a Mystery Science Theater fan, you will not be spoiled by this movie, or you will kind of be spoiled by this movie. But either way, it's Hobgoblins. It's from 1988. Get over it. And it's awful. Directed by Rick Sloan. Good Came job, Dick. July 14th, 1988. Direct the video. There's a reason. The movie stars Tom Bartlett. I don't. I wouldn't say it stars anyone, but in the movie is Tom Bartlett, Paige Sullivan, Stephen Boggs, Kelly Palmer, Billy Frank, Tamara Clatterbuck. Thought that said clusterfuck. <laughs> and Jeffrey Culver. This movie was of a Culver's fame. I don't know that that's true or not. A group of hobgoblins. Who allow you to live out your fantasies, but kill you in the process. Escape from a studio vault, and a security guard and his friends must stop them before dawn. Otherwise, it's too late. And that's it. I think that's all the explanation. Now, they, why are they in this studio vault? They don't really, I mean, so, how did they get them there to begin with? And secondly, 
There are three effing doors in front of this vault, and not one of these damn doors is locked. Okay, you're starting off with that, so I'm going to go ahead and just show you what I wrote down, or at least tell you what I wrote down. The vault, vault I, is shitty. I, I wrote correct. Hobgoblin storage. Lock the damn gate. If it's so bad, then why is it so easy to get in? It's kind of like a hobgoblin safety deposit box. <laughs> These hobgoblins can absolutely escape whatever they want. And I then I, the last time you saw it, I said, this hobgoblin is less secure than a candy dish on a receptionist's desk. Mm. Just go in and take a hobgoblin if you want, if you want one. Yeah, yeah. My, um, my very first, uh, the very first note that I took down under the title of the film next was just lock the fucking door. Yeah, no movie. We're done. No movie. Good job, got done. So these hobgoblins landed on Earth via spaceship, very small spaceship. Looks like the pram from uh, that that Baby Yoda flies around in. Mm-hmm. Uh, landed on a movie uh, studio set, a movie studio lot. Um, in the 50s and uh, it's been up to one security aging security guard who's worked at the studio for the past 30 years to keep people away from the vault where he trapped trapped. I I, I don't think trapped is the right word No, because like you guys my very first note was Jesus Three doors and none of them are locked. Yep. Yeah. So I I think he maybe just kind of like led them in there and was like, "Oh hey," because as he explained, they started to wreak havoc. At first, it was fun. At first, it was funny. It was nice to watch people um, achieve their their greatest fantasies because these hobgoblins were around and. You see people get rich and things, and then it all comes crashing down for them. So he put them in a vault uh, behind three doors, uh, a heavy bank vault door, um, iron bars, (laughs) as you would see in a jail, Uh... and then two doors. Um, The vault door? And then the inner box. Yep. So, if there were uh, a, a, a big old lock on that door, or if, you know, some um, motivated security guard were to go in there with some center block and just kind of kind of close that thing up like it never existed, then we wouldn't have this film. Well, and, and the other thing is, is because halfway down my notes, I'm looking, and I've got another comment in my notes that says, so, uh, maybe we want to start locking these doors? Because it's a recurring problem. Yep. And Three like, other people have fallen prey that we know of to the hobgoblin situation. And it's like, you know, okay, after the first one, maybe you're you're, like, taken by surprise. But after two and three, really? You... You're surprised that they got out when look, you're not locking the door? Yeah. Look, I've got a puppy, and the puppy really enjoys going into the laundry room to get some cat chocolate, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All it took 
was me to see that puppy one time with a piece of cat chocolate hanging out of its mouth like a stogie <laughs> before I started closing the door and propping up a gate. Hobgoblin yep. security guard. Shitty security guard. He Very irresponsible. Yeah. He's just like, oh, another guy quit talking to his studio boss who this movie studio hasn't been used in. It's been shut down. It's, it's shut down. There's but if they don't have a guard there, their insurance won't cover it if something happens. Which doesn't make... I mean... Uh, why yeah, is it? I don't know. So, what? And then there's there's the security guard that's there, this 80-something-year-old man. And then there's, like, the studio boss. Who, what he does... Because there's no business being done on that site, right? But they damn sure can't lose their insurance coverage. Well, I've started noticing something about these movies we watch. People are always, and it happened in this movie, and it happened in a couple of the movie, the other movies you watched recently, where they show people at their desk, and it's always really late at night out the window, or mm -hmm. they, the person is a night watchman, and his boss is there, or something along those lines. I'm like, why are these movies always set so late at night? And it occurs to me, they have Absolutely. no budget. They have no budget, therefore they're not running out any spaces. They're just filming when no Watching. one's in the building. <laughs> like, so, all right, John, have a good weekend. Yeah. Oh no, I'm going to stay here and shoot a film. So I'm like, oh, okay, because like, just start. You'll start noticing, and I noticed it. Um, the past couple of movies we did, I was like, why is this scene shot at night? And I'm like, oh, because they no, needed the Wonder Woman and. Well, yeah. yeah, that one had budget, that low budget feature. But uh, so anyway, yeah, just a, a weird thing I noticed. And then I saw the budget just now and I was like, oh, yeah, that explains it. You mentioned how old the dude was and mm -hmm. I had concerns. I was like, old. yeah, but was like, when, the, when the lead character, one of the lead characters is like a septuagenarian. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah, and the dude was so old that when they showed him like in the flashback, like 30 years before when they explained how the aliens he got here, or the Hobgoblins, he actually still looked old. He was like still old in the flashback. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. he's like, that was 30 years ago. And like, because he couldn't buy a padlock, he had to stay on his job. Yeah. These, these, uh, stupid ass, hairy stuffed animals landed <laughs> on the back lot in front of them. They get out and they just look at him. And he just looks at them with this, like, this no, knowing smile. Like, we're gonna be friends. Yeah, exactly. Like you guys are all right. I absolutely want a hobgoblin stuffed animal. As bad as this movie is, oh, Jesus. And did, did anybody else notice? Did anybody else notice that when he was given the, uh, the the doomed security guard the tour and he showed him showed him the gun that for probably about I don't know sixty seconds he just kept flagging the guy with the end of the barrel. <laughs> Like he just kept pointing the gun at the guy, and I'm like, "What are you? What are you? What are you doing, dude? What? You're kidding? What? Stop it!" He's just like, er, 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 "Here!" And and then he sat there and he held it with the barrel, just pointing at the dude's chest. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" Well, when he was showing him the gun, it looked like he was trying to make him smell it. <laughs> it did. He's like, he's on the angle. Gun. He's just like, sniff my gun. Just smell the top of it, and then he got. <laughs> You're gonna smell the bottom of it. And then you 
Greg just turns its lights off to because he can't afford the um the budget. Um, but yeah, that it was just. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh my god. So, yeah. What else is there? So the the Doom security guard, our our first one, the guy who just can't keep his his headphones off with his blasted rock music. Yeah. He he gets his dreams of being a rock star. Yeah, yeah, awkwardly and and painfully so, as is with every performance in this film. Yeah, be dancing, uh, pretending to be a rock star, pretending to be a soldier. There's there's some really stupid shit in this, and so this guy dies, obviously. And we move on to the next security guard. The, the camera, he dies by falling off the stage, th- theoretically. Yeah. But if you really look at the angle. It looked like his throat was slit. Yeah, look, if you really look at the angle as he falls off the stage or jumps or whatever, he is nowhere near or close to falling off the stage. You can kind of see him take another step. Just based on the camera angle. They tried really hard, but mm-hmm. he didn't fall off stage. So he's gone. Yeah. He's and we get, we get the next security guard. Who looks a lot like the first one. Yeah, the now, BS teenager too. I want to know if you guys had the same reaction I did, because they're yes, I also wanted to have sex with them. They're exploring oh. the building, and of course, he goes to the area where the hobgoblins are, and he the the old guy is called away to the boss's office so the boss can yell at him, and he takes the radio with him, and he gets to the room where the hobgoblins are. And he he sets the radio down on the floor in in the doorway to the room that has the vault. And I'm like, what 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 are you doing? I've never seen job. anybody do that, and I have no idea what the logic was for setting the radio down in the hallway. Cut him some slack. I'm like how, how does that how does that make any sense? Doesn't. Why did we why did we put it down? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a shitty movie, at least do shit that makes sense. I mean, but no, it was just like, well, we got to get rid of the radio, so instead of breaking it because that'll cost money, let's just let's just set it down out here. Yep. What? I hope and that's not the worst the... problem you have with the movie, though. No, no, and then he lets the hobgoblins <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Hobblock, hobgoblins. I'm having a really hard time saying hobgoblins. It's a bad uh, night for that to happen. <laughs> they get out into the night. Hobgoblins. 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 Um, now the real quick, the we didn't get a title of this movie until eight minutes in. In case you're wondering, I didn't care. I mean, we knew the title of the movie, but they didn't actually show it until eight minutes in. I was like, oh. At first, oh, yeah. I was like, sweet. It's over. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This uh, movie is called something else. Yeah. So I, I need I need to talk about uh, the 80s teens. Were they teens? Well, 80s college-age kids or 80s 20-something. The guy was a soldier, I think. The guy was a soldier. I mean, yeah, because he talked about it all the time. Uh, And we had Sex Girl, who 
who had a variety of spandex outfits to yep. which she could wear uh, jean jackets over. Mm-hmm. And then the other girl who was just fawning over Soldier Boy the whole time. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, your girl is hard up on this guy here. What are you doing? That was uh, Amy, I believe. Yeah. Amy, yes. Amy. Because everything that security guard guy did was like, I wish Amy was here to see that. Yeah, no. when he fired the warning shot and scared the um, the would-be thief off who was there to steal... Nothing. Dust. Hop- Hobgoblins. <laughs> Did you guys notice that he jumped in the golf cart to drive, like, 15 feet? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, wait, <laughs> what? The... Yeah, so the, the typical 80s kids pre-adults whatever 20 year olds like the one was obsessed with sex the girl yeah well she was like one was obsessed with well three the two of them were obsessed with sex with each other yeah and one Uh, was obsessed with sex on the phone yes (laughs) number (laughs) nine seven six six gag gag. (laughs) (laughs) that is such an 80s term too really is yeah like phone sex operator since the 80s no, no. Has anybody Other said than, I'm going to call it? I was. I actually considered that, but I was so scared that I would get like a bill. Like <laughs> some dude named Bill shows up at your house. No, I'd be like, you've got a hundred and seventy-five dollar cell phone bill because of this. Nine seven six. Sex sex operators. I'm guessing there's not a lot of those anymore. They're now you know streamers, so they actually have to be attractive. Oh. So just pretending to be attractive, having good voices. Uh, those interactions with the phone sex operator were the highlights of the movie. And they weren't really I, interactions. She just picked up the phone and said a couple just of lines. started talking. She was like, yeah. I need someone to come over and hide this iguana on my body. <laughs> oh no, Mr. Beastmaster. I cracked up at that. <laughs> That was just weird. Are you gonna come be the zookeeper of my dreams? Just like what? That's that's the the most. Edge your time is up. Click. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I keep getting all these long distance bills? The guy goes over to his buddy's house to call some porno line or something. It's just weird. Oh, and uh, don't for, don't forget the fifteen minute stick battle where they were just. Yeah. Click, yeah, this click, is this click, is where I, click, yeah click 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 I'm like what are we doing okay so yeah rake fight yep. so our our security talk. guard and our army fetishist the army fetishist is like let me teach you how to how to fight he just got back from doing two months training with the army and that's so they got they pick up rakes and and yeah it lasted way too long it was took forever um every time they smashed the sticks together they did an orchestra hit. Yeah. At so certain points, I actually idea. started typing, make it stop angrily. Well, actually handwriting <laughs> it. And and I got to tell you, when I'm watching this scene, I keep picturing the scene from Robin Hood Men in Tights where they're click, 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 and then it breaks. And they throw half of it away and they use the smaller one. <laughs> click, yeah. click, 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 and it breaks. And yeah. then they go to the smaller one. I was yeah. waiting for that. And then one dude gets super aggressive about it. Like he's like, "I'm he's supposed to be training him." Instead, he just beats his ass on the front yard. Well, and then, and then the girl, his girl, is like, "I'm so embarrassed. You lost." It's like he was supposed to be teaching him. What the (laughs) what? (laughs) To add insult to injury, 
uh, his aggressor and his girlfriend, sex girl, go have run sex. to the van and start having sex with the weirdest, like the fat guy sound effect from a video game where you hit something with your belly. Yeah. It's like, what? I noticed that too. Every, whoever did the sound design on this was just like, yeah, every step, every hit, I have to punctuate with the same fucking sound effect. And like all of the sound effects were like 80s cartoon sound effects. Yeah, there were like three. There was boing. There was uh, like a clap and a, a click sound. It was just like some dude with a Casio keyboard was like watching it. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Hitting the key. It's just absolutely atrocious sound design um, on top of everything else. Yeah. That van probably just smells like sex and spandex. It was just, yeah. I, I what does spandex smell like? I don't know, like rubber, I guess. Just like, can you imagine like, them picking up, being like, "Hey, come on, we're going to the store." No, I think I'll drive myself. I'm not touching anything. I'll, I'll walk, thanks. Like even yeah. when they walked back after having sex, and they walked through the, the group of friends, like, Ew. Uh, like Ew. yeah, you're definitely. You know, you would smell of sex and nastiness. Like, I would get a venereal disease by breathing. Yeah. Yuck. What did you guys think of the uh, character design? For the hobgoblins? Yeah. <sighs> they're furry. They're puppets. Furry. I don't think their size was consistent, if I'm not mistaken. No, there were a couple of different sizes, I think. And, and you know, one of the, the huge problems I have with this... Um, the same problem I had with uh, the scene in Pet Cemetery, the original, where uh, Gage Doll is dropped down on his father, and he pretends to struggle with this thing that obviously weighs <laughs> a half a pound. It was the same damn problem that I have with uh, when there's no liquid in a cup mm -hmm. in a film. Things don't have weight to them. And you can tell, like, just all like, yeah, put water in there, shit. Or with these things, put sand in it. You know, but they're just like those little wrestling buddies that I had the whole time. You remember those little stuffed wrestling buddies? Yep. Their limbs didn't really move unless they shook them around a lot. Otherwise, yeah. you know, just kind of did that. They were. So unconvincing and leaving it up to 20, 19, 20 year olds who really never acted before to make it look like they were struggling and struggling with one and there were three of them. Oh, man. It was rough. Yeah. And, and then, and then on top of that, the, the old guy went into this really long spiel about how they they mind control you and they kill you that way and about how they mind control you and and kill you that way and then the very first interaction that we have the 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 freaking hobgoblin just attacks this girl in the yard and i'm like wait, true wait i thought they yeah. did, i thought they did mind control who did he she's like 
Oh, just go back inside and take that ugly sweater with you. He's probably just driving around circling the block. Yeah. The sex girl. Yeah, the sex girl. And then, uh, yeah, and, Monster just jumps on her and starts trying to eat her face off. And then he's like, you have to do it before dawn. And I'm like, why? Why? What What happens at dawn? They get multiply. They, they don't ever tell you. Too late. I thought it might be kind of funny when they're first released and they're all, all four of them are in the little security cart and the two of them in the front are holding hands. I thought it might be kind of funny and I thought it was going to be better than it was, but it was just a hot pile of garbage. It really was. <laughs> it was a, it was a real donkey mud wrestling show <laughs> with no donkey mud wrestling with no, no donkey yeah. mud. Wrestling. However, we did have a Tim Curry lookalike from Rocky horror picture show. Yeah, was that uh, the, uh, the MC? No, Club scum. It was Amy when she was doing her striptease. She freaking looked like Tim Curry's character from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, the super uncomfortable. So Amy's, um, Amy's fantasy. So we can talk about some of the the fantasies of these um, quote teenagers. Uh, Amy was prudish. And she had eyes for the soldier guy the whole time, like you said. Mm-hmm. And her secret desire was to unleash the inner freak. So, she basically wanted to be the sex girl. Yeah. So she sees an ad for Club Scum. <laughs> I thought this was going to go in a different direction. I'm like, oh, God, please no G.G. Allen. Uh, fortunately, there was not... Hobgoblin Dance Club. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's what I wanted. Uh, man, the Amy, Amy's dancing, and it's uh, really uncomfortable, and it lasted too long. And uh, oh God, yeah. I I have to wonder, is, is this where Danzig gets his power? Because that dance scene was... So, I mean, that was, it was exactly the same in Veronica. Um, so I, I wonder if, if Glenn Danzig is a huge Hobgoblins fan. So speaking, speaking of it going on way too long, <laughs> did either of you notice the featured music video right in the middle, right before that? No. The and I'm like, like literally... Everything in the movie stopped so that we could watch the band on stage play this song. And I'm like, I had to look it up because I'm like, are these, is this a famous band or something? Why are we watching this whole song? I don't, because literally the main characters just sat at a table in front of the stage and watched the band play this song. And we watched the characters, watched the band play this and i'm like yeah are we are we gonna do anything what what were your findings on researching this band they did actually release an album but the album wasn't released until like 2013 yeah really they had they had two songs before 2013 and they were both in this movie yeah they were it was done as a a favor if the director liked this band or he was friends with the band and in some research will 
I, I was looking for the Fontanelli's. Mm-hmm. Like, who is that? But it's, I guess, Fontanelle. Mm-hmm. Fontanelle is a one of the soft plates in a developing child's head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I, it was weird. And just not at all necessary to do that. I was trying to shazam it. Super unnecessary. No results found. <laughs> the the song is actually called what is it? Catch a kiss ninety nine or something. Yeah. And then they had another song that played a little bit later, but it you weren't forced to just sit there and watch them play it. Yeah, like you were here. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I every sequence in this whole movie was too long. Like the the music sequence, of course the um, as we mentioned the uh, the striptease and the rake fight. Now, <laughs> but the, the striptease was actually somehow managed to be one of the most boring parts of the entire movie. Wow! Did did we? Uh, sorry, as you know, I stepped away for a second. Um, did I miss the, the nerd guy's fantasy coming true? You didn't miss anything. No, we but didn't talk we about didn't, it. We didn't speak of that. So why don't you go ahead? Okay, so we talked about the fantasies. We did skip over one. Uh, the nerd guy, of course, his fantasy is basically to live in weird, what weird science, where he like makes his dream girl, <laughs> and he gets well, this. The dream girl is the girl from is the, the sex operator. operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. She is the, mm-hmm. the sex operator brought to, brought to life. Well, she was already alive, like brought through the telephone to him in a way. And she's like total, you know, sexed out. Um, she, you know, he's like, do you kiss on the first sexed date? Out. Do you kiss on the first date? No, I go all the way on the first date. I go all the way. Never say that again. Uh, and like, so and her whole thing is, of course, the hobgoblins are going to use her to kill him. So they go in a car. And the only way she can decide to kill him is by pushing the car off of a cliff. And yet she's not strong enough to push the car off of a cliff. <laughs> the, the freaking name. They couldn't come up with a better one. For the, the her name? No. For the, for like, lookout point. Lover's Lane. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? It was like Reputation. Reputation Road. Reputation yeah. Road. I'm like, like what? That that seems like a stupid name. I don't think any kid would ever call it that. Yeah, and like you get another instance of gardening equipment. So like you know that someone in this movie's parents were gardeners, and they were like, we need weapons for this because like <laughs> there was another scene with someone getting with a hobgoblin showing up and getting hit. Well, they the guy goes to save his friend or whatever, and sees the hobgoblin off in the distance doing like hobgoblin things and he runs over and he smacks it with a was it a rake or a hoe or something he had a a, another slap it with a hoe and he like and it like it's hilarious because it was like if someone put a stuffed animal on like a you know something and just smacked it off with the gardening equipment they just raided their parents tool shed right i'm gonna make a movie okay be back before midnight and don't step in the garden ah garden yeah. I need some weapons. Can I borrow some rakes, Mom? I'm going to make uh, a movie. The only part of this whole movie I laughed at was the that thing getting hit by a rake. <laughs> uh, it like, it looks so satisfying. Yeah. The, the other thing that I laughed at, did you, guys, did you guys notice that when they were in the club, 
and the bouncer kept throwing him out and telling him to get out. He was throwing them back into the club. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, you punk kids. Get out of here. And he'd throw them back. Get out of here, you underage bastards. But tip your bartender. It's like, yeah. I laughed at that. I laughed at the the phone sex scenarios and uh, the part in the van where our hero was pinned down by a tiny little weightless furry stuffed animal and his just completely inept friend could not hit the thing <laughs> with the wrench. <sighs> like, just, just hit it, man. And he's just like, obviously like missing on missing purpose. purpose. And just, oh, so frustrating. So stupid. Yeah. And then I, and then I'm at, at this point, you know, shit is devolving quickly and i'm just i'm just calling stuff out and i'm like the the army guy is living through his fantasy and he gets the gut he gets the uh the bullet belt the bolero and they hand him an uzi and i'm like those those bullets don't fit that gun he, what, he becomes rambo basically yeah what are, what are you using those bullets for they don't fit that weapon that you have he's pulling grenades out of his ass. and then he starts throwing grenades and i'm like that's that's not how grenades work. And the grenades are just yeah. flash pots too. They were like poof, with a little puff of smoke. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. They're, no. <laughs> he had a grenade earlier in the film. Yeah. When they they were first attacked. Yeah. He he runs in there and he's like, I got it. I'm ready to go. Just, no, dude. What uh, also, <laughs> I'm ready with my grenade. Take no, we got this lawn equipment. We're yeah, good. dude. We got rakes and shit. Come on. And a lot that's the other thing I've noticed about eighties movies is in eighties movies that people always seem to have these like army grade weapons, like for no reason. It'd be like the bully in the movie will get pissed off at the end and pull out our RPG. Like, yeah. Where did we get that? Or like or yeah, grenade. And you're like, what? Yeah. And this one and most of the time with this one, the grenade kind of made sense because it was in his mind. Um but then again. Yeah, but I mean, he had one before, and then he then he dove on the grenade, and all he got was like some burn marks. I'm like, that that's not how grenades work. Yeah, <laughs> he he dove on the grenade, and he had some um some burn marks on his arms. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's what happened. I was very excited there was almost a nunchuck battle. I was sitting there watching it, and the bad guy walks up, and he pulls out nunchucks. And I'm like, oh, he brought yeah. nunchucks. <laughs> I was like, and, and then, then he threw a pair to the guy. And he threw a pair to the guy, and then he does, and I kid you not, literally the first thing that my child ever learned when he started doing nunchucks, the flip it up, Grab it, pull it around. He did that poorly, I might add. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up cutting to an actual fist fight that had nothing yeah. to do with the nunchucks. Because, because my first thought when he threw the nunchucks at him was, dude, you couldn't use a friggin' rake. <laughs> I can't even really describe how just what's his name was hitting the the bad guy or the thief. He was kind of like punching him in the stomach but he was like 
flailing both arms and his head at him. And it was just like, <laughs> that's not how you fight. No. Like, nobody choreographed that. They were just like, yeah, do it. You know, it's just awkward. You're going like, to finish before daylight. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, or else what? I want to know. And then, for some reason, the the hobgoblins just go back to the vault. They're like, "Yeah, we're done, guys. Let's go." Yep. And they just, they okay, just I thought I missed something. Okay. They just go back to the vault, and I'm like, "Why? Why did they go back in? I thought they wanted to be out." They're just like, nah, we're tired, we're done, we're good. Let's 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 go let's go back home. Yeah. Greg's baffled. I was baffled. I was like, wait, what did I miss something? Like where I forget what happened to the old guy? Like he revealed that his uh did I ever tell you what my job was in the army? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, Munitions. And he pulls out, he somehow had time to line the walls of the vault with explosives. Yeah. But it this is after he, he got fired from the job. Yes. So technically there wasn't a security guard. Yes, there was no security guard on duty when he blew up the building. So that means that... Uh, the insurance won't cover the abandoned studio. Oh, no. Yeah, who gives a shit? What? Okay. Yep. And guess what? That's the end of the movie. That's it, man. <laughs> no, there. Yeah, there's. Well, there is one last phone sex oh, God. comment. The whole punchline of the movie was a phone sex joke. I may have turned it off before that. What was the phone sex joke? The guy said the the phone sex guy was like, "Oh, can I, can yeah. I use your phone? Can I use your phone?" And then they oh, like, yeah. you know, dun, 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 like they almost like do the circle in on them, like, and they're like, wait, this whole movie is a phone sex. Joke. He says, can I use your phone that's on the random table with a phone on it in the parking lot? Yeah. That's what <laughs> I didn't understand was how'd that desk get there and why? That was his dream. <laughs> it was all sure. a dream. To do phone sex in a parking lot. All right. I'll accept it. <laughs> it that is, is not the weirdest thing about this movie, so sure. Why not? Guys, yeah. do we have anything more to say about Hobgoblins? Oh God, make it stop! Did we? Uh, did you? Did you get a chance to look up other things that happened on this day? No. Did you? I did. I, I kind of did, so I can do it real quick. Um, sure, do it because I forgot we were doing that. Okay, so um, I did too, honestly. Okay, so this was uh, came out in July. Yeah, oh. July nineteen eighty eight. So. If you uh, did not go to the video store to rent this movie because it was straight to video, you could have gone to the theater and seen Short Circuit 2. Better choice. Yeah. License to Drive. Better choice. Arthur 2 on the rocks. Better choice, even though that was a terrible movie. Phantasm 2. There's a lot of twos. It Takes 2. (laughs) Not a sequel, ironically. Much better choice on July 15th. Die Hard. Definitely a better choice. All right. Uh, 
which I heard actually came out on the same day as this, A Fish Called Wanda, which is interesting because I remembered that because I saw Die Hard in the theater, and I remember seeing the Fish Called Wanda poster right at the same time, because I was like, what's that? Big Top Peewee, Caddyshack 2, Cocktail, or Midnight Run. Those are the other All movies that came out. Choices. Yes. Or you could have stayed home and sadly watched Hobgoblins on vid- direct video I've been waiting for this. Uh, historically, rake. Jackie Joyner-Kersey sets the women heptathlete, heptathlete record of 7,215 points. So there was something historical. There you go. Uh, Michael J. Fox got, got married, as did Wayne Gretzky. They got arrested. He got married. Um, here we go. Okay. Mandela's 70th birthday tri- tribute happened. Flora Griffin Joyner, the highest temperature ever recorded in San Francisco, 103. Um, Ooh. And uh, that city some, already smells like a sewer. I can only imagine what it smells like hot. Yeah, poop steaming on the parking lot or on the sidewalk. Like Amy's so, chest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, oh, oh, and the, okay, this is actually something that used to freak me out as a kid. The um the cruise ship terrorism attack where the terrorists went onto the cruise ship and killed a bunch of people. They threw that dude off within the wheelchair, which I think actually happened because um, they made a movie about it. Um, so there you go. Some terrorism beyond Hobgoblin-related terrorism. There you go. There. Now, before we move on from Hobgoblins, um, I do have a question for you guys. We'll do this. We're doing this live-ish. I was thinking as something we can do for the year, and as we go through the the thing, I would like to rank the movies that we watch throughout the year. So currently, this is our favorite movie of this year, but whenever we watch... Our least favorite movie of this year. We can do it backwards if you want, and as we watch other movies, we can add to the list and see where they fall in the thing. Well, by sheer virtue of the fact this is the only movie we've seen this year. Well, yeah, this is our least favorite movie, but then next week we'll have another one and so on and so forth. It'll build to to see where we get at the end of the year. And we can, of course, post that on the website somehow as like a live document. Um, Are you guys okay with that? Sure. I think it'd be kind of fun. Is it going to be a one list thing or is it going to be? No, no, it'll have to be separate because we have all different opinions. So currently this is my least favorite movie of the year and my favorite movie of the year as it is for all of us. I mean, I think maybe we should do one list and argue it out. Yeah, we always end up going too long when we do that. Fine. So, okay. Anything else to say about Hobgoblins, like Jimmy said? Make it stop. Okay. End it. What's our question this week, Jimmy? Our question this week, gentlemen, is going to be, what are your top five movie ripoffs of films from the 80s? So, uh, that is what I wrote, and um, although you guys interpreted it differently, I think Rob actually took some time to correct his. Greg, hey, he's doing his own thing. So, I will go ahead and go with uh, my list, because I hadn't received any as of this moment from viewers. Um. If there are, I will add them in, and I will edit this so it doesn't sound crazy if there aren't. Starting with my number five, it's going to be this movie, Hobgoblins. My number four 
is going to be Dolly Dearest. Mm-hmm. That is a Child's Play ripoff. Mm-hmm. Stupid movie to begin with. My number three is going to be Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. That is a Whoa. Japanese ripoff of Evil Dead. Hmm. <laughs> number two is Mac and Me. A total ripoff of E.T. Mm-hmm. And my number one, most outrageous, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm not saying it's good, but it is outrageous. My number one ripoff of a film from the 80s is Robo Vampire. <laughs> That's my five. Nice. Excellent. Thank you. Did you have an 80s list, Greg? Because I do have an 80s list. I have been building one. It could have been better if I knew better. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw mine out. Okay, um, do it. I've, I've got... Um, my Mine really aren't in any particular order except for my number one. Uh, I've got Dolly Dearest, which is a ripoff of Child's Play. Mm-hmm. I've got Ghoulies, which is a ripoff of Gremlins. I've got... Creature, which is a, a ripoff of The Thing. I've got Mahakal, which is a Bollywood ripoff of... Oh, yes. Do you know what it's a ripoff of? Nightmare on Elm Street. There you go. Yep. Nightmare on Elm Street. But my number one, the only one on the list that I actually enjoyed, that's Critters. Yes. I liked that movie as a kid. Scared the shit out of me. Solid yeah, ripoff. A Grumman's ripoff. Okay. I think I'm going to start here with uh, a Rambo ripoff. Missing right. in a missing in action. That is uh Chuck Norris. Yeah, Chuck Norris movie. I've seen that too. And then I'm gonna go with Munchies, purely because of the, the box. Yep, Gremlins ripoff. Yeah, which is the little dude looking up the skirt. Yep. Uh, this one is actually not from the '80s, but it was ripping off a movie from the '80s. That would be Android Cop, which of oh, course, yeah, which is very clearly a ripoff of Fish Called Wanda. Clearly, yeah. Uh, the, a famous ripoff that I've never seen, but um, Dunyayi Kuratan Adam. Oh, I love that one. My Turkish is a little uh, off, but that is also known as the Turkish Star Wars movie. Um, there was a bunch of Turkish ripoffs. Uh, there was also Satan, by the way, which is another one, which is Turkish Superman. Hell yeah. And my number one, which is another movie I've seen far more times than I care to admit, uh, Mac and Me. Yeah. <laughs> which is the ripoff of E.T. and Conan O'Brien's favorite movie. Actually, it's uh, What's-His-Face's favorite movie to play to Conan O'Brien. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd. That's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite ongoing gag ever now rob i'd really like to hear what your um your my other list your other list yes please and greg yours as well because okay. why not i i did have message from space which will which will very possibly be our movie next week excellent it is available on youtube it's a ripoff of star wars i have the amazing bulk <laughs> <laughs> 
just because you you guys really should watch the chase scene from Amazing Bulk. Just Google the Amazing Bulk and it'll come up with a couple of videos. It looks so stupid, but it made me chuckle. Excellent. I've got Transmorphers, Fall of Man. Wonderful. I've got Atlantic Rim. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. And then I've got a ripoff that I would have never known was a ripoff. If I'd have heard the name of this movie, I would have thought it was a sequel. And that's Snakes on a Train. Yep. <laughs> I totally would have thought that that was a sequel. And I'd be like, where's Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> yeah, the uh, there is a Wikipedia page for Mockument for uh, Mockbusters. It doesn't yes. cover a lot of the 80s ones, but um, I, I kind of messed up the order as I was moving stuff around, but I had Transmorphers also. Paranormal Entity, which people actually said was par better than Paranormal uh, Activity. Uh, activity. Mm -hmm. Paranormal Entity was pretty damn good. Yeah, but it's both, it's technically a ripoff, but it's better. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a ripoff, but I, 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 was, I, 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 I actually enjoyed that. Snakes on a Train was on there. Mm-hmm. And you also put Atlantic Rim. Atlantic Rim is actually going was going to be my movie pick in two weeks. Nice. I've seen it several times. And there are some people who say it's better than Pacific Rim. I've seen some websites that say it. They are wrong. They. It's better than Robot Jocks. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, uh, Jimmy. But if we can find Atlantic Rim, that's what you're. You, you guys are not even patrons, and you're still getting this information. Yeah, that little was... uh, fun factoid of today: I learned that the director uh, and writer of Paranormal Entity, was Shane Van Dyke, the yep. grandson of Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we learn a lot of shit with this this whole yeah. podcast here. That's not a bad movie, <laughs> Rob. I think you are. It is your turn to take us out, like we are uh, the victims of a hobgoblin. All right, Take guys. Home tonight. Well, if you'd like to weigh in on our choices, if you'd like to send us lists, if you'd like to send Greg hate mail, yes, I'm singing it in my head too, Greg. You can everybody find have sex tonight. No, that wasn't what I was saying. No, that's everybody what they were. Have was sex tonight. I was doing. Take me home tonight. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. You can go right to the website too, Give Me Five Podcast.com, and there we've got all the links for the podcast as well as our store, the Give Me Five Podcast.threadless.com, where you can get all your Give Me Five swag. Please, guys, if you have the opportunity, leave us a review or whatever that it really helps other people find us. It moves us up in the search and helps us stand out. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Let's go build an airboat. Three guys, one airboat. Pre-order starting soon.